Are you tired of running into the same old dry and crusty? Maybe one lube is just as good as another. And why should you charge for lube if you're just using it to help you anyway? I'm Tyler J. Thomas along with Jeff Moss and Tim Coleman. We're going to get slick with y'all. This is Three Tumblers. I'll just get out of the gate, start out of the gate with uh, WD-40. Uh, Jeff, what's your opinion on WD-40? Belongs in the trash can. Tim? WD-40 will work in a pinch, but I wouldn't want to rely on it. Well, I used to feel like Jeff, and then I migrated like Tim feels about it. Now I've got my own philosophy that uh, WD-40 ain't that bad. I mean, it's just mineral oil that they aerosolize. and. Um, but it, it still works, and uh, when people say, oh, what can I just squirt WD-40 in it? I say, yeah, that's fine. you got to realize it's going to dry out eventually, but I tell people they should be lubricating their locks with the change of the season because, you know, humidity changes, temperature, all that stuff. It's just a good reminder to, to lubricate your stuff every three months or so. But WD-40 is all right by my book, but I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off saying that, but. I've come full circle with it. I used to hate it, but now I now I kind of like it. I did use some recently to soak some tools, um, but I don't use it on locks. I mean, I made a big mess. I, the can wouldn't spray, so I cut the bottom of it, and it Ooh. just leaked all over the garage. Yeah, it's a, a – I mean, dual purpose, too. It's an excellent solvent. And since yeah. it's uh, mineral oil, like I said, I mean, you could squirt it on your uh, sharpening stone when you're – uh, honing and sharpening your chisels and knives and other tools and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's multi-purpose. The second one uh, that I really like are PTFEs, which are basically glorified ways of Teflon. Do, do either of y'all use any PTFEs? Like three-in-one's got a dry lock lube. Uh, of course, there's lock savers that have been using it for decades. Uh, Jeff, do you use any PTFEs? No, unless TriFlow has it in there. Uh, Tim? No, not really. Um, I mean, See? we'll occasionally use the, uh, and I can't remember the brand of it, but it's the uh, brand that Multilock recommends, and it smells like stale beer. And yep. we hate the smell of it, but, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture of it. Uh, Jeff can put it on Twitter whenever we release this episode. Uh, but it is, uh, is it a gray it's can with a red? Is it fluid film? Yeah, it might be. I honestly, I don't remember the name of it um, or what it even looks like because we use it so sparingly uh, just because of the stink. Does it come out brown? Like yeah, white? brownish. Yeah, that's fluid film. I love that. I love the way it smells. I, I have the OG medical. I have fluid film and I've used it on stuff at the hardware store that was completely rusted away. I mean, that. But for locks, I like their old poxy lube that Medico used to have. I think it's yeah. better. Um, you know, we in Cleveland, most I, I would we use a lot of stuff because it's made here. Uh, the company that EB Blaster has a whole line of other stuff, you know, drive lubricants and white lithium greases and things like that. So we use a lot of their stuff because everybody has it. Well, let me ask you all this. My philosophy for forever in this, I guess it goes back to the way I was taught. 
you want a, a, a dry lube anywhere a key can go and a wet lubricant anywhere else. And I know fluid film's not that. It's always going to be wet. It's lanolin based, but, um, you know, just I was always told, and I don't know if this is true or if it's just bullshit, but uh, wet lubricants tend to attract dirt and hold dirt more than dry lubricants. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what that's I was what told. I've, that's what I've always heard about WD-40 is yeah. because WD-40 is essentially petroleum-based. Yeah. It will grab onto you know, dirt and, and other particles and stuff. And eventually when the WD-40 dries out, those particles don't. And so it kind of gums it up. You know, I've not done a long-term study on it, but Jason Meeks, SE Locking Key on YouTube, he has done, I think, probably the most in-depth studies of lubricants on out of YouTubers uh, to show long-term effects in different environments of, you know, different lubes that, that are out there. And WD-40 came in first and second place in several of those. See, I, I told you. I told you. Well, good good for Jason. I'm glad he uh, he did that work because now I feel vindicated. I'll have to check that out. Is it a series or is it just one video? It's from like five uh, years ago or something. He did a whole series. Like It was a long-ass video, like almost an hour long um, for each of them. He did a part one and a part two. And you know, compare WD-40, Houdini, Triflow, Lockies, I think, and PB Blaster and a few others. And he set controls up and then also did environments where uh, the lock was in a uh, saltwater environment or an alkaline environment, you know, just different things. And uh, the results were actually pretty pretty surprising so um i think our uh technical producer jeff will get links for that i should be able to do that oh sounds good well uh any other final points on uh, the three bullshit topics i just came up with don't be afraid to experiment when we come back jeff will slide us in on some shop preferences and maybe even when it's okay to break the unforgivable rule In our shop, we use Hydini and TriFlow. Unless it's something that's rusted solid, those two will work for pretty much everything. So when I started at the shop and I was getting a tour around there and I saw the cans of Houdini, I knew that I was in the right place. I've been using it for years. I, I love it. Works on pretty much anything. We use it on everything except you know high security stuff. We prefer TriFlow. It just seems to work better when there's a lot more moving parts. Um, you know, graphite, there are some manufacturers that still put graphite in it. The factory, if it's put in there and it's never touched, I suppose it's okay. But people always add whatever else they want when they're working on a lock. Uh, it ends up just getting full of graphite or whatever else they put in there. And it's a huge mess. You know, my hands have been permanently stained from all the locks that people just, you know, pour graphite into. I mean, I've seen locks where they practically created their own shear lines. There's so much graphite hmm. and it's very uh, 
I'm not a fan. And you know, you know that nobody's going to leave a lock well enough alone. So, uh, you know, if it's in there, it's going to get, it's just going to be made worse, in my opinion. I, I could be proven wrong, but, you know, there's a, I think there's a reason why you don't really see it being used. And I, I would judge a locksmith who uh, uses it. You know, um, uh, Schlag still ships stuff out of the factory using graphite. Well, they should be chastised. But that brings me to my second point. You know, do the manufacturers really know what they're recommending? You know, I don't know how conclusive, how uh, exactly Medico tested uh, using tri or uh, fluid film. Did they just get a good deal on it? <laughs> um, you Hey, you want to know some inside baseball real quick? Sure. Anytime you send a, a cylinder back to Medico for warranty, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things they do check for is uh, what kind of lubricants present. I don't know how they check it, but they they should they know what's been warrantied, what they've had recommended in the past, and they will check and make sure that you didn't use graphite, WD forty, Houdini. They only want you know that key lube, fluid film whatever they've ever recommended so going back to uh what you were talking about with graphite just as an aside if i get to a job and the customer says oh yeah i i squirted a ton of graphite in there i'm gonna wind up finding a way to charge them more because that's stuff that we have to clean out I mean, it's in there, like you said, Jeff, it can get so gummed up and people just put so much of the shit in there that it, your hands get permanently stained. You're spending an extra, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes sometimes cleaning out the, the graphite from the cylinder. I mean, you basically have to blow the entire thing up and then spray it all down, wash it out, and then put it back together to make it work. Um Houdini's what we carry on the trucks, and I've got a can in my tool bag at all times, but uh, I also do have PB Blaster. Normally, that's for, you know, other things, not really for cylinders, but for any other moving parts that are bound up. Um, I do use PB Blaster. Yeah, and, and they've come out with a lot of other products, not just the, you know, the harsh stuff that'll eat through a can uh or a styrofoam cup i should say and i'm not i'm not just saying that because they're a good local company but i do like their products um i will you know you can't i don't have one here or i might have one somewhere they make this little holder that goes on the can that holds the straw so you don't always lose them it's a little plastic thing like a rubber thing you can get on uh, amazon i'll try to find the link and put it in the show notes because i'm always lose. you know you always lose the straws is it like the uh WD-40, where the it attached just to the top of the can, and then you no. can flip the straw out? No, okay. it's just a ring that goes around the can. It has a little piece on it that you slide the straw through. It's like a, it's like a big cock ring with a hole in it. That is a good description. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how to rep, get past that, but is your lube free? Of course not. Coming up next, Tim will tell you about charging for slick stuff. Unless you have a horseshoe up your ass, 
We pay for all the lube we use. Should we use this as another selling point or should we absorb it into our costs? And are there cheaper options out there we can both use and recommend while still making money? You know, Houdini is something that typically only locksmiths order from distributors, right? Uh, you don't, we're starting to see it on the shelves of stores like uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, and Walmart, but they're selling it for six bucks for like a little one or two ounce can. Um, we use like, you know, a full eight ounce can. And are there options out there that are a little bit cheaper that are just as good? Well, before I even became a locksmith, uh, somebody recommended to me to use super slick slick stuff, which is basically Houdini in a different can. It smells the same. It works the same. And I really can't find any difference about it other than than the price, uh, because at Lowe's, you can get it for about $6.50 a can for an eight ounce can. And it is Houdini. You know, that's uh, that's really, really awesome. And sometimes I'll kind of slide that into a conversation with one of my customers. If I really like them and they're a really good customer, I'll say, look, you can buy a can of Houdini from us for, you know, 15 bucks, or you can go to Lowe's and pay six bucks for a can of the same stuff. Um, I don't say that to every customer and my boss will probably get on my ass about this, but uh Jeff, have you ever used super slick slick stuff? Yeah, I have a couple cans of it here. Okay, cool. Same, yeah, I'm as far as I know, it's the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it smells exactly the same. And any locksmith who says that, oh, well, that's Houdini without the smell, or that's Houdini without, you know, it, it doesn't do it, or what they've never used the shit. Um, Tyler, have you ever tried it? No, I've never even heard of it. This is the first time I've heard of it. Really? Okay. Um, it's at Lowe's. It's in the same place that they sell Houdini. I think that actually might be the name of the company, Super Slick Stuff. Okay. Is that like the, the parent company? Because it, yeah. it is the same stuff as Houdini. I don't care what people say until you get me like a, a scientific laboratory, you know, test result is the same stuff. I'm I'm looking at the bottle now on the Google images and I have never seen this before. <laughs> really? It's uh yeah, I'll uh I'll bring you a can or you can uh get one at Lowe's, either one. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna go down that aisle next time and, and seek this out. Is it is it a wet lubricant or a well, I guess it's Houdini. If it's like Houdini, then it dries. It's Houdini. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it is straight up Houdini. Um just cheaper. So with it being cheaper, it's going to get me to my next point. Uh, we still have to spend money on this shit, right? I mean, we have to buy, whether it's Houdini or Super Slick or TriFlow or, or whatever we get, we have to buy it. It doesn't come to us free. So we should pass that charge on to the customers, right? Um, and the way that I explain that is, to the customers, I say, look, as long as I've got your lock apart, it's always a good idea, no matter how old it is, to you know do a clean and lubricant on it. Because Houdini does clean it out, blows all the dust out, 
going to grab a can of compressed air, spray that in there to, to blow everything out and, uh, you know, lubricate it. But, you know, that costs us money. And, you know, so I basically, anytime that I have a lock taken apart, a cylinder or, or anything, you know, whether it's hinges or a door closer for, you know, commercial property or whatever, spray it with Houdini and then add that as a line item charge. Uh, Tyler, I know that uh, you, you don't go out in the field as much anymore, but do you still charge for lubrication? Uh, no, I've gotten away from it. Uh, used to though. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of going back to one of your points though, you brought up selling lubricants to customers and, uh, that is a very good thing to do. We do that a lot. Not well, not a lot, maybe one or two cans a month, but we have one customer January every year. They've got a PO in for about nine cans that they disperse to all their techs. Um, so yeah, it's good to see that other people are doing that as well. Cause that's a, you know, you buy a can for $4.50, you sell it for 10 or nine or whatever it may be, but you can make some good, good money off of that. And then it's a hell of an add-on sale too at the end, you know, especially you're doing a big rekey lock installation, something like that. Hey, how about a can of this $9 squirt it every few months, keep your locks running. Yeah. We sell cans of Houdini all the time. Yeah, we do too. Um, you know, I mean, we sell it and over the counter and also in the field when people have us come out and work, you know, they bought cans of Houdini from us before. We're like, hey, here you go. You know, because they're like, you know, yeah, we need some more of that. And uh, so we'll we'll sell that. But um, Jeff, uh, just wondering what do, do you guys at, at your shop, do you? Do a line item charge for clean and lube? Yeah, I mean, clean, check, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the amount. It depends on who it is. If it's somebody, you know, a regular account or just somebody coming in off the street. But yeah, we we don't we don't have, you know, when, when we write it, I don't know if it's in the computer, but we write it up, you know, clean and check lock, tested all functions okay or something. You know, five five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is. I mean, if we go out there, that's a different story. You know, it's it would just be service call and the amount of time for labor. But in the shop, you know, it's just going to be, you know, I couldn't see charging more than ten bucks for that. I can't, gotcha. I can't, re I can't remember the last time I had one that came in that was very dirty. I mean, that million cycle medical I made a video about a while back. Uh, that's the dirtiest I've ever seen. But it's not like our shop rags will last months and they're not caked up with, you know, debris, graphite, nasty stuff like that. We're fortunate that almost all of our stuff's, you know, either government or class A or banks where it's not dirty environments. It's pretty clean. It's people having their stuff cleaned every, every night by a janitorial staff. So, uh, yeah, maybe that, maybe that's why I don't charge anymore. It's because we just never really run into it. Right. I mean, we charge is it's a flat rate, 10 bucks for clean and lube. And that includes all moving parts. So, you know, mortise body an Adams, right? Mortise body, uh, just a regular quick set Tylo knob, whatever the case is, a door closer hinges, it's 10 bucks flat charge for the entire invoice. Um, Do you, is that an option or is that just automatically you're, you're getting that no matter what? If if I have to take the cap off my Houdini can, 
then yeah, that's ten bucks. But you're, but you're also charging a service call. Right. That's if you know if it's not something brought into the shop, then yeah, we have the service call. We have whatever other line item, you know, line items on yeah. the invoice. That's one of them. Got it. Just makes so, sense. I, I just had a million dollar idea. You, uh, Jeff won't know this, but Tim, you're familiar with uh, bore cleaning tools and brushes and things like that for guns. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun if somebody were to make one, uh, you know, half inch or various diameters and then uh, just made like a rag, just like the disposable rags we use for for bore cleaning. And then, you know, you just stick that thing in and run it in and out a few times, keep the top pins and springs in place, but you could scrub it clean that way. I know how those, I know what those things are. I'm not oh, stupid. Excuse, excuse me. Actually, you know what? I think a boar snake would be the best because if you keep it in that diameter, it should keep the springs and pins all in there. And then yeah. you can really. Like you, you use it to uh, push the follower back out and then follow it back in with the follower. Yeah, that would. Ooh, we might have to try that. All right. I'm getting off right now. I got to go make my millions. <laughs> um, I'm going to go live on my YouTube channel tomorrow and show that. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I mean, basically, the, the thing is, there's, you know, a bunch of different lubes out there, but whatever it is, you should charge for it um, whenever you use it. And you might use half a can of Houdini on a job, but the other jobs where you use a little, you know, like three snorts of it and, uh, you know, your can lasts you a month or two months. Whatever. Please don't snort the Houdini. No, no, don't. But. I'll, I'll never forget uh probably about two months after i started uh we were working at a, a church that had a, a a preschool and we lubricated hinges and closers and the cylinder and everything and this uh little girl and her mother were walking by and the little girl looks at her mom and says it smells like oranges in here and Jason and I both just busted out laughing after they, they walked by. Yep, it does smell like oranges. Um, that's one of the benefits of Houdini. So, guys, any anything else y'all want to add? Uh, it looks like a fifty caliber would be best for, uh, for the boar snake because uh, diameter's just a little bit over, so I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, 50 caliber's half inch. So yeah. that would that would work right with uh with most lock cylinders. I guess 45 would work for uh like master lock and American lock mm-hmm. cylinders. Now we just got to find the uh whatever uh a 55 2 caliber is for uh large plug corbins. We'll be good. I've never encountered one of those ever. There's a big building in Atlanta that has them, and uh, it's bane of my existence because you have to bring out that special kit anytime they want something rekeyed. That yeah. one kit just for them. Wow! Don't you have you don't have the three foot Corbin kit? No, we have uh, uh, you know those trays that we oh, got. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, we're rearranging the office again, and uh, we just added another pinning station in the pinning room. It's all Corbin rustling. Mm. Don't let it get contaminated with any other brand. <laughs> I don't think we have a Corbin Russwin kit because we just we the the 
customers in this area that have Corp and Rustwin systems generally are all institutional and they have their own locksmiths on staff. So we just don't do a whole lot of it. So is it is it fair to say, Jeff, your favorite is Houdini? Depends what I'm do what it's for. For general use, yeah. If if cost was no object, I would use Triflow and everything. Oh, okay. I I will add that um since neither y'all do safe servicing, um, I will add that every safe class that I've taken has always recommended using Triflow for uh dial combination logs. And it, it's dial combination safe logs take just a very minute amount of lubricant you know you never want to put grease in there you never want to put uh you know uh wd-40 in there but basically whenever you break down a like an sng dial combination log and you take it completely apart you just basically uh sprayed just a very light spritzing of triflow on there and then you wipe it off with paper towels before you reassemble it um apparently yeah. that's all that's needed they've gotten away from using white lithium grease on that stuff oh yeah no i i i would never want any type of white lithium in any dial combination lock Go ahead. just because it's it would uh you know gum up the the flies and you know on on the different wheels and everything it would just gum that up and i i would not want that i'll give you an example of when that could be a good thing if a friend of ours or former co-worker of ours got called out he was not a safe technician by any stretch of the imagination um was able to get a safe open uh they were having to dial it multiple times it ended up being i think a, a fly was slipping or something like that so him is infinite wisdom packed the entire lock with white lithium grease just oh. so it would not do that so that it would get them through to sunday and then monday when we could come out there and replace it and damned if it didn't work but the uh the actual safe technician went out there and uh, cussed that guy up and down for doing all that and he said well what else could i have done it worked didn't it <laughs> i don't rightly know what he could have done yeah wow so, so. i i would have put a different yeah, I I would have sold them a new lock body. We Over have some we have some special safe grease. I don't know. It's in a little container. It never gets used. So I don't like, know. It's got like some a, purpose. Like a no, tub. like a tiny little thing. It's like bow shield or something. I don't know. Some Boeing high temperature grease. Airplane safe lock. Same thing. You know. Hmm. I'll That's get a picture. I'll get a picture or my. I'll get a picture on Monday. Or I think it's arrow shell. I don't know something. Yeah, I'll try to get a picture. Well, I I will say that uh, another use for for white lithium grease is if you have an older Abus eighty three padlock or or any padlock that has ball bearings in it. Yeah, and you can't get those ball bearings to stay put because you you dropped your balls out of them. Uh, you can pack it with some grease and stick them back in there, and it'll kind of hold it in place long enough for you to get the rest of the guts you know put back in there yeah we um, we use grease on all the bastard padlocks not necessarily white lithium just a tub of grease you put a little bit on the ball bearings and it holds it all together i've heard people doing that too with uh tail pieces and uh the 
the prongs for small format to hold them in place so they don't move when they're installing the cylinder or the core. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, they were using uh, petroleum jelly, but I guess white lithium's the same. It's not going to keep them from losing. Uh, it's not going to keep the contractors from losing the tailpieces, though. Oh, nope, no, it will not. Um, they will throw that shit away in a heartbeat. And we will charge the shit out of them for it, too. Um, speaking of which, I, I do. I will not say it on on air at all, but I will tell you guys uh, how I kept the little prongs for the tailpieces in place for SFIC. Um, anyway. All right. Voodoo? Did you use voodoo magic? I did. I did. Oh. I, I used uh, biological locksmithing. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. You put a booger in there? Maybe. <laughs> You're nasty. <laughs> Only that, on the weekends. That's that South Carolina thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that is something I got from South Carolina. All right. Well, even though many springs, pins, screws, and clips have escaped our grasp, no amount of lube will make us lose our spare parts this week. Here we are back with my favorite part of the show where we let it all hang out, at least a little bit. Let's go to our spare parts. Handsome Tim. All right. So in Aurora, Colorado, a boy who's battling terminal brain and spine cancer for half his life accomplished another milestone. Officer DeVarge Daniel, who's 11 years old, repeated the oath word for word as he held his right hand. His ultimate goal is to be sworn in by 758 agencies across the country, and according to his family, he is close to reaching that goal. DeVarge said he chose that number in honor of his friend Abigail Arias, who was sworn in as an honorary officer with badge number 758, who sadly lost her battle to cancer in 2019. The boy's father, Theodos, was present present at the ceremony as his son promised to protect and serve others. The two have been on the road raising awareness about children battling cancer while meeting law enforcement agencies. Well, I mean, that's sad, but it's also awesome at the same time. I would just like to point out that Tyler does not have any Rule A violations going on today. Oh, I do. It's uh, just in the other door in the back. You just can't oh, see okay. it. I just Got knew it. you'd say something, so I didn't do it. But you are wearing the A hat. Yeah, I was at the A game last night. Uh, I guess that brings you to my spare part. Uh, baseball's back. This is the first episode we've recorded since opening day, and uh, the Braves are in first place where they belong, so I'm a, I'm a happy camper. I went last night and froze my ass off because it was 58 degrees with 20-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, shut up, 58 degrees. It's bad when you're 150 feet up in the air and the wind's blowing. Oh, the Guard Indians lost. 
Uh, was that what they call them now? That's what I'm calling it. Oh, I like that. It's been a slip and slide of an episode, and maybe you've gotten something out of it other than grease on your fingers and hair on your palms. If you have any thoughts or concerns, write them on the back of a $20 bill and email it to the3tumblerspod at gmail.com or tag us on Twitter at the number three tumblerspod. I am the executive producer, Tyler J. Thomas. Our technical producer is Jeff Moss, and our writer and editor is Handsome Tin Coleman. Our staff conspiracy theorist is Nadia Bellini. The official clock watcher of the three tumblers is Call It O'Day. And our chief legal counsel is Hugh Lewis Dewey of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, otherwise known to subway riders everywhere as Huey Louie Dewey. Let's play ball. Happy Passover. Yeah, that's three. This has been a Three Tumblers production, season one, copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Find this episode and others wherever you get your podcasts.